The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. Today we're having so much fun because I'm getting to really talk to my new friend, Lynn Minor Rosen, who's a life coach, an ADHD coach. She's always networking a million people. She's helping people get ready for careers, for transitions to college. And she's going to introduce herself right away. Lynn, welcome to Different Brains. Thank you very much. Tell our audience who you are, what you're doing. Well, I'm Lynn Minor Rosen. Um, I'm a board certified ADHD coach, which is a life coach that specializes in ADHD. I work mostly with college students and young adults all throughout the country, nationwide. And I also am a career coach, so I'm doing a lot of career coaching work, so that's a new thing. Let me start at the beginning. How'd you get into all this? That's a great question. Uh, I do have a younger son. I have two sons. And my youngest was born with challenges during delivery. And so I got a lot of experience with IEP meetings and services. He had speech, OT, PT, all kinds of services at home. And it was a really interesting time for me. I really had no idea what I was going to get into. And my background is actually in the fashion industry and in business. But when he was old enough to go to school and be successful on his own at school, then I decided I'm going to go back for a career. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And the principal of the school, who sat in on every IEP meeting, said, Lynn, go, in, go get a degree in teaching. And it never even occurred to me, but I did. I went back to school. I was in my 40s. And I went back to school to Adelphi University. And I got two masters, one in elementary ed and one in special ed. Wow. And, and then became a special ed teacher. And Adelphi is the home of Dr. Stephen Shore. And yeah. when they have that Bridges program in yeah, Adelphi. Yeah, they have amazing programs there. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, tell us about your time as a special ed teacher. And one of the things I want to get into with you is some of our interns and even old farts like myself have expressed an interest in what are the different certifications if, say, I want to be like Lynn Minor Rosen and I want to be a life coach and I want to be an ADHD coach and I want to be whatever I can be mm -hmm. in the shortest possible period of time, okay? Can you tell us something about these different certifications that one might do? Sure. Now, my background, my teaching certifications are different than my coaching certifications. And I was a special education teacher in a middle school in New York City schools for 12 years and the IEP coordinator. So I did a lot of work there. So when I decided to go into coaching, I started while I was teaching. I was doing it at nights and weekends. And there are a lot of courses you can take. You can take courses in person or online for life coaching. So you need a life coaching certificate. And then after that, if you want to specialize in any area, there's so many different areas of coaching, then you might need additional courses for that. Okay, all right. So um, what did you find that you as a teacher had in common with the, those with ADHD, which you gravitated toward? Yeah, I really felt like I had a connection with them. I don't know if it was because of my son or maybe because I had ADHD as a girl and I was sort of realizing what those challenges were in school. 
but I really related to the kids because I could see that their invisible challenges were not understood by many, many educators, many teachers. And they didn't belong in a self-contained classroom. They were fine in a regular classroom. They were extremely bright and creative and had so many things going for them, but they were labeled a certain way or the teachers didn't really know how to help them in class. And it was very frustrating as a, to see it, to see these great, bright kids not getting the help they needed. And we were talking earlier, and thank you for the compliments on our interview at the airport with Temple oh, Grandin, yeah. which was so much fun. And being on the speaking tour a lot, I'm, I'm so lucky I get to hang out with the likes of uh, yeah. Temple Grandin and Stephen Shore and everything. And she, well, in her talks, she talks about her comorbidities, for lack of a better term, yeah. with the Asperger's autism and the ADHD. And she's a big proponent of medications in small amounts and how the medications helped her as well as her high school uh, teacher who just really made such a difference. All you teachers out there, keep up the good work yeah. because there's nobody like you. And um, um, we find on different brains on our social media and everything else that medications are just such a hot button things. And one of the things I want to do is to get everybody to get along. You know? so yeah. I, uh, so I wanted to get your take on the place of medications with ADHD. Well, that's a lot why I went in to be a coach, because I really felt somebody has to share the information, because there's so much misinformation, there's so much stigma out there about medicines and medication and what they think ADHD is. And it's not just in the schools, it's employers are thinking that, and people who hire people are have ideas about what medicine is, what it isn't. Uh, in my opinion, I think the first thing that everybody should do is try whatever it is that's, that can, they can do on their own, whether it's sleep or diet or exercise. I mean, there's so many other natural things, you know, even just cutting out gluten, some people say, can help. And I believe you should try that first. You know, that should be the first line. Or even behavioral therapy or cognitive therapy or coaching or working with a therapist. And then and if then, that doesn't work, right. yeah. Now, let me interrupt you to just say this. In yeah. the first part, you were saying about all the routine things you can do in your life. And that's yeah. what we put in the Asper Tools book. None of that stuff costs anything right. to get a checklist to, you know, get a good exercise, get, you know, get a good diet, get all those things going. And I'm a big proponent of that too. And I think yeah. that does not get emphasized enough. And it's one of the reasons for different brains because all those same things are not just good for ADHD or autism. They're good for Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah. They're good for strokes. They're good for anxiety, yeah. depression. Now go from there. So now you've, you've done everything you can do on your own. And now you've even gone to cognitive training and you've gone with a therapist. Yeah. And now you still need some help. So now you're going to go see the, I guess, the psychiatrist is the one who's going to decide. Psychiatrist or a neuropsychologist or a developmental pediatrician. Okay. Um, what I have seen in my experience, 15 years, teacher and coach, is that if, if the symptoms of whatever it is that is your challenge is getting in the way of your life severely, then medicine can really make a big difference, a positive difference. And because, you know, when I talk about the stigmas, I think people think that medicine is going to be turn into something else or 
uh, in the long run it's going to be terrible later on or it's going to have terrible side effects. But part of the work I'm doing in partnering with other psychiatrists and psychologists is learning that these medicines are really good and they're coming up with new ones every day that are really quite exceptional and have little side effects. And most of my clients are on medication. We talk about what are the, how do you feel during the day? How do you feel in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening? And how do you monitor it? And if you're not feeling good on that medicine, to tell the doctor. Um, what's the biggest single piece of advice you can give somebody with ADHD or someone who's the parent or friend of someone with ADHD, which of course is one of these broad terms it and is, it's, yeah. if you've met one person with ADHD, you've met one person with ADHD. Yeah. But what, uh, what can you tell them here? I think the biggest, for parents, I think the biggest thing is to realize that ADHD is not their fault. They, they didn't, they're not lazy, they're not stupid, they're wonderful, incredible people that need a boost in self-confidence and they need encouragement and they need positivity. They, their whole life they're getting hurry up, quit, you know, just stop doing that, you know, do something else, what's wrong with you, you have, you can do this and they're not given enough positive reinforcement. And that goes right along with Stephen Shore's yeah. mantra of let's focus on the positives. Yeah. One of my corollaries to that has been our system does not allow for exposure to different things. Yes. And I think that is one big way you find out. I don't like this. Here's something I never tried that I really like. See, some people like me who are just blessed. I was writing away to the AMA for my parents' gas station when I was 12 years old because we had a wonderful family doctor. And I said, if I can make people feel good like that, I want to be an MD which I did, and it, that, everything else was easy because I knew that's what I wanted to do. But so many of us don't get the exposure to different things, yes. and that's, uh, and even at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County, at the Hacky Reitman Unit, I have this thing called Hacks Pack, which I'd like you to come down and talk. And what I do is I just bring friends by, all different walks of life, uh, informally at about 4.30 in the afternoon before we feed all the youngsters, um, we uh, uh, just have them tell what you do for a living and all the different jobs and how you get there and different coaching and things. Mm -hmm. And there'll always be a couple who would never have been exposed to it who, who decide to go into it. Yeah. I have that happen all the time now that I'm doing career coaching is a lot of these students go to college, which is so amazing that they're in college and succeeding in college, and they get a great degree and they pick a master's, but they don't really know what they want to do when they graduate and what their desires are. And a lot of it is because they're not exposed to it. So that's a lot of the work that I do with them. Is now, have, you read, have you written any books? I have not, uh, but I, I am. You, you want me to write a book? Well, I'm actually writing an online program, which is an, you know an online course that people can take on their own time to help them get through the job search process. Tell us about your not-for-profit APN. So I started that when I moved to Florida because I retired from teaching and moved to Florida and started my practice and I didn't know anybody. So I started a nonprofit and it's for professionals that have clients or patients with ADHD or Asperger's or ASD, learning disabilities, dyslexia, executive functioning. So it's just professionals. 
and we get together once a month. So it's doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, educators, teachers. Uh, we get together once a month and we have one presenter each month that's a professional. Uh, last month we had uh, psychiatrists come and talk about the newest medications and we all share because as we know it's a community to help these people. It takes a lot of people, not just one doctor. It takes a lot of people. So, uh, have, Is there anything else you'd like to discuss that we've overlooked? I think more about that I'd like to talk to you more in the future about careers. We're going to talk now with Lynn Miner Rosen about careers. Now we've heard her speak about ADHD and a lot of the coaching she does and her special ed background and everything. And now what we're going to do is we're going to shift gears because, as our mutual friend Temple Grandin says, you got to get a job. You got to get a job. With that, I turn it over to you. Well, Matt. Temple absolutely hit it on the head as far as parents need to help their kids get experience and get jobs and have responsibilities, and she's right on with that. And what I'm seeing is a lot of these kids that have these neurodiversities and challenge, invisible challenges are not preparing while they're in college. You know, it's, but it's not really anybody's fault. I mean, it's so wonderful they're going to college. That's a relatively new thing. And now they're in college and successful, but they're not, they need to do things while they're in college. So what I've seen is that college students, and it's great that they're in college, that's a really wonderful thing. And I think a lot of parents are really happy they're just in school and just let them be and they don't have to get a job just as long as they pass their classes. But I think there's a few other little things they can do while they're in college so that they're more competitive when they get out. And it's not just about academics because a lot of these companies, um, businesses that are hiring are looking for things like social skills and transferable skills being more important than academics. So practicing eye-to-eye -eye contact, uh, practicing standing up in front of a crowd, you know, doing public speaking, teamwork, how to work together, uh, how to get along with other people. And the way you're really going to learn that is, you can, there's many ways, volunteering is great, uh, or getting a job, any job, doesn't matter what field, a job, an experience. Uh, joining clubs and organizations, and it's not about what club, it can be the chess club. And, and it's not even about pumping up your resume. It's really about learning those skills about getting along with other people. Because employers know if you belong to all those clubs, or whether it's the newspaper club or a public office in school, they know you're learning those skills that are really important for on the job. Uh, getting along with teachers, you know, having some kind of conversation with teachers. So what do you see as a parent and as somebody in the industry and doing a lot of public speaking is the biggest challenge for these young adults that are going into college and graduating college and looking for a job? Well, I think uh, in my view, um, one of the most worrying statistics to me goes back to what you and Temple Grandin feel so strongly about, getting that high school job, getting into the workforce, 
when you're in college. Like when I was in medical school at Boston University, I was hustling six jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bouncer at a bar. I was reading to a blind lawyer. I was drawing blood at 4.30 in the morning to get free meals at the hospital. It was great. And it was a good time to boot. But um, I think one of the statistics that I, I heard recently was that the uh, percentage of teens in the workforce, which used to be in the 30s, is now down in the teens. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other statistic that really bothers me, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's something like 36% of people under 40 are living with their parents. Uh, and this, uh, this is not a good trend. Um, I think that giving the tools to independence and employment is one of the best gifts we can give our kids. So you want to give them, you know, roots and wings, as the old saying goes. And I think we as parents, um, I'm generalizing, of course, but uh, uh, I, I think uh, as a parent, I've, I've not stressed that enough early enough. And I think that's a very important thing. And that, I think, is the big key because I think that the, uh, uh, this whole new world that all these uh, millennials and we all find ourselves in is just so totally different. You know, when I was growing up, you play stickball for a couple hours with the guys I'm still best friends with. Nobody bothered you or nothing. Now you fast forward to now. It's like you don't get a spare minute to even think. And whereas the printing press took a couple of hundred years to change things around, Facebook changed it in about eight months. Yes. And we're going on and on and on. Uh, I think personally that if I'm a, a teen now, I'm in middle school or high school, and my brain does not rewire itself evolutionarily. I will not survive as a teen unless I develop some ADHD. Unless I can simultaneously listen to my mother, watch a video, text my friend, and be playing a video game at the same time, I'm a social outcast. Mm -hmm. I'll get left behind. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of reward now for right. focus, for sitting down and reading a book for three hours. Mm -hmm. And um, there's certainly not a lot of impetus nowadays uh, to, uh, to go to work, get a job. How boring. Yeah. And I also think that there's a lot of misconceptions about, oh, it'll be easy to get a job. I'll just go online and apply. And I'll just plug in my resume and poof, I'll get lots of people to call me. And I, you know, I always say this with the work that I do is that people spend more time looking for cars and figuring out the headroom and the legroom and the color or a vacation. You know, what hotel? How long are we going to go there? What's the temperature? They spend more time on cars and vacations than on choosing a career. And it's about choosing your passion. And they, it, it's, they're not figuring that out. Well, you just hit the key thing, because they're not getting the exposure. Yes. Nobody's talking to them about yeah. it. And it amazes me that these clueless parents like me, who's maybe now a little less clueless. But you know, what's amazing to me when I meet families, and I meet a lot of them, and they come in and I say, what is your uh, child, who might be 35 years old, what is he interested in? Well, I, I don't know. Well, did you ever? And then I meet the individual and say, what are you interested in? They're glad to tell you. They're glad to yeah. tell you.
what they're interested in. But many times they don't have an interest and those are the ones you have to get exposure for. The, the reverse is also true. I like telling the story about of our Boys and Girls Club of Broward County, where we, we serve about 12,000 kids. Our outstanding youth of the year many years ago was Selena Constantine, who was wonderful. She happened to be from the Hackey Reitman unit. And uh, she was uh, going to FS, gonna go to FSU. She had a scholarship. And, and she was going to fulfill her lifelong dream. She always wanted to become a surgeon. So I said, have you shadowed a surgeon? She said, no. I said, you want to, I'll arrange for you to shadow one. She said, well, can I shadow you? I said, well, I'm just an orthopedic surgeon. But she goes, well, I might be interested in orthopedic surgery. So she shadowed me for two weeks. And when she accepted her scholarship, she told the board that I've wanted to be a surgeon my whole life, and I'm going to FSU, and I especially want to thank Dr. Reitman because I shadowed him for two weeks, and I'm proud to say I will be majoring in criminology. <laughs> she, did, she did not want to do it, but how is she supposed to know? Well, that's the work that I do with my clients is I, first, while they're in college, uh, recommend that they join clubs and organizations and get work experience so they learn what they like and what they don't like. Uh, that's really important and get exposure. Then the work I do is also figuring out what are your interests, what are your goals, what are your passions, what, what, do you, what are your skills, what skills do you want to learn. I had one client who went to college and he had very significant ADHD and a stutter and anxiety and really struggled but he went to school and he was so successful in the band and his parents were just so happy he graduated. They were just happy he was there. He never had a job. He never went to a career office. He never thought about careers until he graduated. And then a year went by working and another year went by and he really thought he was gonna be destined to be in the music industry forever. And we started doing some work and he realized and he did some informational interviews and I helped him what questions to ask how to get there, who to call. Uh, he did some informational interviews and job shadowed a physical therapist and an occupational therapist and decided that's what he wanted to do. And he all his whole time in college thought that he was going to be in music forever. And it wasn't his passion. Now, Lynn, uh, you've been with, you're affiliated with a lot of different organizations. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the benefit of our Different Brains audience, would you mind going through some of these? Like, uh, sure. I'm just going to read this whole list real quick, which isn't even your whole list. It's just some of them. The National Resource on ADHD, CHAD, the International Coach Federation, the ADHD Coaches Organization, the EDGE Foundation, the Learning Disabilities Association of America, the Association of Higher Education and Disability, and the ADHD Professionals Network. Can you give us a brief thumbnail of some of these organizations? Yeah, as a matter of fact, the Learning Disabilities Association, their annual conference is in February in Atlanta, and I'll be speaking there about kids in college and what the things that they should do in college to get a better career for children and adults or young adults with learning differences. Uh, that's been a, that's a great organization. I also belong to the National Career Development Association, and that's been really interesting. I went to their conference. There's not a lot of work done in that field in special needs or people with disabilities. So I'm hoping to make a difference there. So, 
And then every year I speak at the ADHD Coaches Organization also. Why don't you tell everybody how they can get a hold of you? Okay, so I'm all over social media. That's how you know you and I know each other, but also through networking in the Florida area. But I'm on CoachLynnMR um, at gmail.com is my email. My website is CoachLynnMR.com. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at ADHDCoachLynn. I also have a nonprofit that's APNFlorida.org. Lynn Miner Rosen, thank you so much for coming by here at Different Brains. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you here. And Likewise. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains, Inc. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.org.